From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Wednesday, May 5th. According to the EPA, Americans generated nearly 300 million tons of trash in 2018. Some of that was recycled, some was composted, but most of it ended up at landfills. We just wanted to bring some stuff out of the dump and give it a new life, as well as bring artists from all over the country into Moab to create. Sasha Steinberg, the Associate Arts Director at the Moab Arts and Recreation Center, the MARC for short. A few years ago, the team at the MARC got to thinking about all that waste generated right here in Moab, and they dreamed up an artist residency, one that would, quote, challenge the perception of waste culture by giving a platform to artists working at the intersection of art, community, and waste systems. And to kind of emphasize, like, yes, you can make some rad stuff using things that would just end up in a dump. Are you making a sculpture or some kind of mixed media thing? And so anyway. All right, I'm going to pause you right here. Artist Melissa Orzelak held a four-week residency at the Mark this April. It involved several community workshops, like this one. The rules of the game are, this is a square, and anyone can enter the square at any time they feel moved to. People are placing discarded objects into a square. They're allowed to move those objects around inside the square, take them out, move more in, and basically find the tension the objects have in relationship to each other in order to build a story around found materials. Here's Orzalak. The first workshop was a storytelling workshop, and that was really looking at ideas of home and belonging and then disposability and waste. Mm. So the first workshop was having people talk to me about those ideas and what objects kind of fell into those categories for them. And then the object theater workshop is really about playing with those objects and extracting the stories from them. Orzalek is a New Orleans-based puppet artist. In addition to these community workshops, she created two kinetic sculptures during her time in Moab that will be part of the Mark's permanent collection. She sourced all of her materials from places like the Landfill, Recycling Center, and Wabi Sabi Thrift Store. The sculptures are meant to be interactive. Puppetry, like creative reuse, is about giving life to objects, and in this case, discarded ones. Um, Puppetry is all about playing and it's really an invitation and engagement with an audience because you're animating life, right? You're manipulating and you're bringing life to things that don't usually have breath and weight. You're inviting your audience, whoever that audience may be, to keep that magic space with you. Orzalak's pieces will be installed at the Mark for the community to experience. The Mark will host another artist-in-residence this August. Environmentalists and others are optimistic that key climate change regulations on methane leaks, rolled back during the Trump administration, soon will be reinstated. Mark Richardson, with our partners at the Public News Service, has this report. The U.S. Senate passed a Congressional Review Act resolution last week to reverse a 2017 executive order that eliminated an EPA rule requiring oil and gas producers to control methane emissions. 
The measure is now pending in the House. Jason Keith with the Moab-based group Public Land Solutions says controlling emissions at wells on public lands in Utah and other states could cool down the current methane hotspot in the Four Corners region. It would do some very simple things that most of the big oil and gas companies already support, which are on-the-shelf technologies to capture leaks and also phase out the practice of flaring. Many petroleum producers consider methane to be a waste product not worth the effort to capture. However, a recent study found that controlling methane emissions now could slow global warming by as much as 30 percent. Keith's group analyzes public lands for recreation opportunities. He says emissions from more than 8,000 inactive wells in states such as Utah, Colorado, New Mexico, and Wyoming pose a serious threat to people, wildlife, outdoor recreation, and rural economies. You're going to get people to show up if your brand says protected landscapes, healthy recreation experience. For us, something like the effort to roll back the rollback is one of the easiest things that we can do to try to start addressing climate change. He adds that capping wells and collecting methane also could provide a financial benefit. This is a public resource that is just being thrown away. That could be sold and taxpayers could reap the benefit. This is one of the most basic, lowest hanging fruit you could get to combat climate change. Keith says that many Utahns backing the restoration of methane rules were disappointed that GOP Senator Mitt Romney did not vote for the resolution, but are hopeful that several members of the state's House delegation will back the measure. I'm Mark Richardson. In rural communities across the U.S., mental health is becoming an increasingly pressing issue. The effects of many mental health problems have been exacerbated by the pandemic, and rural communities have long struggled with a lack of resources to address them. To make sense of one such community's challenges with mental health, KSJD's Lucas Brady-Woods spoke with the Senior Clinical Director of Access Health in Cortez, Colorado. Stephanie Allred is the Senior Clinical Director at Axis Health in Cortez, Colorado. Dr. Allred, thanks for speaking with me today. Hi there. So what are the major issues in regard to mental health that are facing this community here? I think we are seeing some pent-up needs from the, from the pandemic. Uh, the good news is we're seeing more people willing to reach out and, and seek some Beaver Health supports. But it is a little bit of a pent-up need, so we're, we always want to see people address things as early as they can. VA health care is health care. It should be just a regular part of wellness visits and health care, just like going to your primary care physician. What, what's the spectrum of issues that you're seeing in, in regard to severity and also the difficulty in addressing certain issues? We see mild to moderate um, conditions such as depression and anxiety where people just notice some changes, right? They just don't feel like their normal selves. Those are, those are things that we're seeing all the way up to severe mental illness. Um, we treat uh, bipolar disorder and schizophrenia and um, see a lot of trauma as well and impacts of trauma. Are, are there portions of the community that are more difficult to reach than others with mental health care? I think our homeless population has some additional challenges. I mean, treatment is so much more difficult when people aren't housed. It's difficult to attend appointments regularly. It's difficult to work on longer-term goals when the focus is day-to-day survival. What's your approach? I just would love to hear, like, 
if you needed to approach a person in mental health crisis who didn't really want to be approached or might be homeless, it wasn't very receptive to services, what's your approach to try to bring them in? First is to treat them with respect and and treat them like you would want your own family member to be treated. And everyone has a level of self-determination, right? We all want to make our own decisions. And what's helpful is to support people with just not feeling judged, just expressing concern, expressing caring, and sharing information uh, can be really helpful because a lot of our community members don't know that there's help and resources available to them. What are your biggest concerns going forward over the summer and into the next year as the pandemic situation continues to improve? What are your biggest concerns for the future in regard to mental health? A pretty broad concern is just um, health insurance coverage and just still seeing a gap. Um, We've got too big of a population that just doesn't have coverage. Dr. Allred, thanks again for joining me today. My pleasure. That interview comes from our partners at KSJD in Cortez, Colorado. If you or someone you know is experiencing a mental health issue, the Moab Free Health Clinic can help connect you to resources. 435-259-8255. And that's the news for Wednesday, May 5th. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.